0: Welcome to the Lovability Podcast. My name is Jennifer Stiers, and I'm here to talk love, relationships, sex, marriage, and everything in between. Hello, everybody. Happy Friday. Uh, Welcome to the Lovability Show. Uh, I'm Jennifer Stiers, your host. And uh, I am here today with a a guest who has been with us before, uh, Laura. Um, Laura, uh, Laura has a podcast also. I do, I do. Um, and, uh, Laura has a podcast on, well, it's a little bit of everything. What is the name of your podcast again? It's called Real Life with Laura. Real Life with Laura. So she's been doing one on narcissism, and she was with us uh, a few weeks ago uh, where we talked about narcissism, uh, which is a great conversation. I want to do a part two, but today is not part two. Uh, but she has a, a, a podcast. And what is the name of the podcast on narcissism? Because there's a lot of people that really need to watch it. The name of the YouTube channel is Dr. Carter and Me. Les, Les Carter. Yes. Les Carter. It's called Surviving Narcissism, okay. so it's
1: Laura Carranza and Les Carter, and oh, we have guests occasionally, like uh-huh. you, uh-huh. and then
0: um, uh, Dr. Sean Lee comes okay. on occasionally, but yeah, it's, okay. it's all about narcissism. Okay, beautiful. So that's a YouTube. You know what? There's a lot of people that need to be watching that. Uh, I, I, You know, it seems to me like we have these, these patterns, this influx of people um, that come in, and... A lot of people have been touched by narcissism, whether it's in relationships or whether it's with family, mm-hmm. which is usually a lot of times family origin, but we'll get into that again at a later time. But because there's so much, so much, there's of it. so much to it. I'm just glad you have a YouTube channel on it. Uh, but, but welcome to today because today uh, we're going to be talking about situationships, which I, I think are more common today than they've ever been. I mean, so many. Undefined relationships, right? So, uh, so that's what we're going to go into today. Uh, I also, before we end today, I want to announce the winners because last week, uh, the la not last week, because that was jury duty week, but the week before that, uh, I had on, uh, Dr. Adeen Kingston and, uh, we had given away a bunch of stuff. We'd given away a full face thing, we gave away, uh, from uh lombardo lombardo's um we gave away a shirt a custom shirt which we had a winner for that so i want to announce those at the end as well uh so uh first and foremost let's get into our topic today and that is situationships you know uh doing because i know of a few we all know of a few common ones um but i think the the thing as i was kind of going into all of this the common theme with a situationship is confusion. Exactly. Right, I mean, if you're confused about a relationship where you stand, what it is, what the status of it is, you might be in a situ- situationship, right? I agree, 100%.
1: Yeah.
0: Okay, all right, So, um, so that so if there's a definition for a situationship, it is a relationship that is not defined, right? Uh, And not all relationships that aren't defined are situationships. (laughs) I mean, I know it sounds crazy, but um, I had uh, I had a young lady in this week, and uh, she she's in a relationship. It wasn't defined. She has they've been dating long distance, Mm -hmm. and she had it defined. The relationship wasn't defined. Uh, But some relationships just need a little bit of time to define, and we have to be really really careful with this, with defining things uh, and uh, labeling things as a situationship would be, because sometimes it's just a relationship that needs a little bit of time to evolve and it's not a situation. Exactly. <laughs> a situation is a relationship or a friendship or a dating situation that is undefined, that is almost undefinable, right? Right. Uh, you know, I think uh, I think the biggest one is, um, you know, the one that everybody knows is the whole friends with benefits. Yep, yep. I mean, right? Right. Who hasn't been in a friends with benefits relationship, right? You're you're not yours have zipping, been yeah zip, she's zipping up over there, um, <laughs> yeah. I but mean who hasn't been really? Yeah, I mean those those are space fillers sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a situationship uh, because it potentially could keep you out of a long-term relationship, mm. because people can get very comfortable in the friends with benefits. Especially today, uh, Laura, you know, I am I am not a young person. You know, these kids in their 20-somethings, 30, early 30-somethings, they don't n- always like to define relationships, which is, you know, which is a bizarre thing. And so they're perfectly comfortable in these friends with benefits and not defining where it is because they're they're perfectly comfortable in it and a lot of times when they do get in a relationship or do head toward a committed relationship or marriage it's separate bank accounts it's separate houses separate separate everything, everything. separate checks they're splitting the check they're splitting any and you know anything they invest in together there's that to me would be a situationship that mm-hmm. I I wouldn't be able to define. Is if I was dating somebody and they wanted me to split everything with them, they expected mm-hmm. me to pay the bill, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, right, right. I think it's polite for a woman to offer, like every third date,
1: right, to pay the bill. But you know, I don't I don't know. I can be old school that way. I think the situationship, Jen. Let me know what you think. Benefits people when they want the gray, and guys, I'm not knocking on you, but it really does help a lot of men to have the situation in gray. I mean, right? Think about it, because you can have what you need there, but go out and find what you also kind of want.
0: Yeah, women don't thrive in
1: gray. At least yeah. I don't.
0: Yeah, you know, um, I, I think when you in. People, busy people can fall into this, women mm-hmm. too, when you don't have a, t- have time to invest in a relationship and, t- and let's be honest, dating somebody, dating somebody new takes a lot of time. It's a lot of work. It's, it's a lot of work to get to know somebody and to put the time into getting, you know, and, and, and. Again, what is appropriate, how many dates a week, whatever. That's a huge commitment. I mean, I don't know how y'all do it, to be honest, because how do you do a a three-day-a-week or a a two-day-a-week or a whole weekend with... I mean, I just... I personally, I don't have the time for that. I know a lot of people... A lot of people don't, which is why if you don't have time for a relationship, don't get in one, you know, because Mm. then it does leave somebody else in a situation if they get attached. But that's, I think, where people, men and women fall into uh, friends with benefits kind of thing Mm. is because it's convenient. And that here's the here is the line in the sand, though, because I think a situationship can also be. Um, one of convenience. So we can either choose to be in a convenient relationship or not choose it. If you're in a position where you're getting a- asked out at the last minute, right? Mm. There's no plans being made for the future. You are in a undefined situationship, mm. right? Yes. Yes. And you know, let's be honest. I think a lot of guys, guys. A lot of you are really bad about planning and asking a woman out and taking the bull by the horns. You should be managing. If you like a woman, you should be managing your time with her, meaning you should be making future plans. If you're not making future plans with your woman, she is going to feel that she's in an undefined relationship. It's going to cause confusion and she's probably going to exit. I have to talk women out of it all the time in coaching. Because something is undefined and I can see where the guy is making moves and trying, but he's not doing a good job, which happens more times um, than I'd love to admit, which is why I lecture you guys all the time about this. It's not because I pick on you. It's because somewhere along the way, some of you, not all of you, have gotten lazy and don't Mm -hmm. remember what it's like to court a woman and to Mm -hmm. go after her. Um, you know, I, I, I can't remember what guest it was. I said, if it was like, um, you know, Giselle that you were, you know, after, you'd be making sure that if you got her attention that you kept on it, where, why aren't you pursuing a woman that you like the same way? Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, Jim says, do you see situationships uh, when people either don't have the courage or know how to have those hard conversations? Absolutely absolutely you do. You can have an undefined relationship Mm -hmm. because people are afraid to have the conversation on how to to define it. Mm -hmm. And I think having those discussions up front as to what you're looking for, right? And asking the person, what is it that you want? Ultimately, what is it that you're looking for? And people's timing too, you know, that's a how people move in a relationship is really important because some people move really slow and some people move faster Mm -hmm. and for the people that move slow if you push to define the relationship too early you're going to lose them and they'll usually tell you so if somebody tells you you know i'm not looking i'm not ready for a long-term relationship or um you know, I move slowly, and um, I I want I'm I want to get to know somebody and take the time. You need to hear what they're saying, believe them, and believe them. Yes, right? Because, yes, yes, because because people tell you exact, and I'm I do this for a living. People, I can tell you, people tell you everything you need to know if you would just listen instead of having an agenda. Number one, um, being wounded and moving forward with your wounds instead of healing and then moving into a relationship. But truly having any kind of agenda will ruin it, will absolutely ruin it. You know, uh, just a perfect example, and Laura, I don't mean to monopolize the conversation here, but God, I do this all the time and I just feel like I'm in this situationship stuff all the time. I had a young lady. And since I'm not saying her name, I know she won't care, but she really likes this guy. And uh, she didn't feel like they had defined like where it was going. And uh, she kept saying, at this point, we've gone out for three months. We should be here and he should be doing this. Ladies or gentlemen, if you ever hear yourself saying that somebody sh- somebody else should be doing something, you're on, you're, you have an agenda. You are on the wrong path. You are putting expectations on the relationship that shouldn't be there. And how she hasn't scared this guy away yet, I don't know, you know, which I'm glad. I'm so glad she's Mm -hmm. darling and he sounds like he's really into her, which is probably why. Um, But thank God she came to see me. But, you know, things like that, you know, those kind of expectations will scare somebody away. So listen. Because you won't find yourself in a situationship if you listen to what people are saying to you right up front, right? If they tell you they move slowly and they want to take their time, then that means don't push them.
1: I right? agree, one hundred percent.
0: Yeah. Um. Uh, so, uh, so I think uh, I think that's such an Im- important point in all of this is is being. Um, Being available and open and listening. And guys and girls, letting your intentions be known. So if you like somebody, tell them. If you like somebody, uh, show them. If you want to see somebody, again, you don't have to define the relationship. You don't have to be in a committed relationship after the second date. But if you're interested in pursuing someone, you should probably let them know. And you should probably plan ahead.
1: Thoughts, Laura? Absolutely. You coached me through something as a friend a few weeks ago, someone that would never plan. And it's frustrating, you know, as like a single mom, um, running this YouTube platform that we have and the rest of our social media and working a corporate gig, it's just too much. I need, you know, if you're important enough for me to schedule you, then schedule me. Yes. Yeah. So needless to say, that did not work out, so. And I think there's a difference when you mention expectations. Absolutely. We have to be careful with our expectations because we're setting ourselves up to be disappointed. But you can have standards. You know, if if you don't want to be a last-minute option, then don't. To me, me, that's a standard. But you can have an, you you know, that's a standard. Expectations are a different thing. Being at a certain point at a certain time. Doing a certain thing. Doing a certain thing. Yeah. Meeting the parents at this time. Right. Being included. You know, in guys' night out, God forbid.
0: Let's talk about even from a very daily standpoint, expecting somebody to respond in a manner like you text them and they'll say, well, they didn't text me back for four hours. They could have just picked up their phone. If they really liked me, they could have picked up their phone. If you start having those head conversations with yourself, you're the one sabotaging your relationship because you're expecting somebody else to reach your mind respond the way you would respond because again there's another clue that you're you're ruining things if you say well I would do this if I were them or I would respond you know mm-hmm. I would handle it this way that's you you're not them and the sooner you understand that the better off you'll be in finding a happy healthy adult mature relationship mm-hmm. Because that's the hard part is you're pulling two adults into uh, a potential life or long term thing together, and there's two people coming in. Uh, you know, so having said that, let's talk about consistency. That is like my favorite that's going to be my word of the last two years i think I think that's an area with a situationship, and it doesn't have to be a negative, but somebody that's not consistent with their time, with their energy, with their planning, mm-hmm. with their courting, with their responsiveness, uh, with their effort, somebody that is not consistent, you are go- somebody's going to have to make the decision whether to continue that relationship or not because for somebody that is a responsible, consistent, mature person, human, they're going to need that as an adult. It's not like we're flying by the seat of our pants in our 20s in college. Mm -hmm. Maybe at that point it's fine not to be consistent, but if you are a mature adult, And you're trying to date a mature adult person like you and I were talking about with you're so busy and you have this, uh, uh, we have these massive, crazy schedules. If you don't plan ahead, if you don't take the time to say, hey, what are you doing this weekend? Or when are you free? Or when do you have some time? If you're not, guys, if you're not taking the time to do that, you're not providing stability, structure, and consistency for a woman. And she's going to rule you out. So you've got to make plans. And ladies, you've got to be available. Right. I mean, you've got to make yourself available. I don't care how busy you are or what you have going on. You've got to respond and you've got to make yourself available because I do hear this. Like we're we're talking about it and we understand this, but you'd be am- amazed at the amount of guys that I hear from that say, well, I don't hear back from women. You know, women are players or they're doing whatever, um, are not responding. Guys, if a woman's not responding back to you in a somewhat timely manner, because again, women can be busy too with jobs. If she's mm-hmm. if she's a successful busy woman, she can be busy too. But if she's not making you a priority, then you're not a priority. Yep, it's as simple as that.
1: And then you've also got to think about men and women. Do we really want someone that waits by the
0: phone? That's that needy. I mean, that's up to you, but I don't, you know. Right. Right. You know, I think the busier a person is, the more um, the more pressure they can feel from a potential relationship. That's a, a relationship, great point. yeah, a relationship's got to fit in your life. It's got to mm. be easy. And Again, not to def- not to confuse it with a situation, but it does have to fit and it does have to be easy. And there does need to be a level of ease in the communication mm-hmm. with your person. And if it's not easy and it's not workable, one of the two is going to get out, right? I agree. So, um, yeah. And, and consistency is such a big, I have to say, I think... Along the lines of of a situationship, where you should start looking: Am I in one, and what do I need to do about it, and how do I how do I define and fix it? It would be confusion about what it is. What what am I in? Where is this going? Is there a potential future? And the second thing to me would be the C word would be the consistency word. Where is there consistency, and if there is not consistency? and you need consistency, it's probably not something you're going to be able to do long term. And nobody wants to feel uneasy, anxiety, or confusion in regards to a relationship, right? Right. And any kind of situation that is not, that is, that is not providing those things for you is not going to be something potentially long term that you're going to be comfortable with.
1: And you can watch the patterns that someone has and just stand back. Time reveals character, and so does crisis. Crisis reveals character. Right. And look for the patterns in that person. Right. And the, where their actions, rather.
0: Right. right. Absolutely. Then you know. Then you know. You know, and and I, you make such a great point. I'm just going to make it again because I said it at the beginning, and then you just said it again. People... Quit being so caught up in yourself and what you're doing and critiquing yourself and how you're showing up and trying to impress somebody else and watch and listen to somebody else because they will tell you everything you need to know. It's why over the years I have become such a good coach and it's just taken a higher level of training for me to hear things that aren't being said, to, you know, to listen at such a point where you can tell if somebody's voice or tone or infliction changes or their energy shifts in a conversation, you can start to tell where there are things that are, that are there. But you don't have to listen that closely, but you do need to listen because people will tell you absolutely everything. People always go, Jen, how did you know that? Because you told me. You didn't right. realize you told me, but you told me. And if I, because I was listening, I heard it. And and this is where you miss the boat, people, and this is where you find yourself in situations down the road where you don't want to be because you didn't listen, you didn't pay attention, you didn't listen to your intuition, right? And and this is all so, so important to prevent yourself from getting in these undefinable um, relationships because nobody wants to be there. And let's be frank, if you're over the age of 35, nobody wants to waste their time. We're too old, to be wasting our time once you're past your 20s of you know dating around figuring out what you want figuring out who you are by 30 you should have figured that out and if you haven't you need to come see me <laughs> because <laughs> i mean and i will say there's a lot of people in their 40s and 50s and 60s that don't even know who they are because our identities change as we get older and as we get in and out of relationships especially if they're abusive. I mean, you were in a narcissistic relationship. I mean, how much, t- a couple of them. Yes. How much time does that take when somebody's unwound your identity and self-confidence? How much time does that take to get your identity back? And say, You have to
1: work hard on it. There's no timeline. You yeah. just have to keep working and working, and then you get to a point where you feel peace, but you're never really, it's, it's like alcoholism, right? You're never really well- you just, you recover over and over.
0: You know, I, it was a couple weeks ago, you and I were just chatting uh, outside of any work situation. And I said something and you went, you, you're, you were like, aha. It was this moment of figuring something out about yourself that you hadn't yet. That was a basic. But it's always, but you said it's an, always a learning process. It happens all the time, even in my world. Mm-hmm. You know, we always have to be growing um always have to be growing you'll never know it all even if you do my job and you know or or you just never know it all so you always have to be in a state of growth and learning and what am i noticing you know from patterns and such from all of this
1: i coach men and women out of narcissistically abusive relationships as well as those who are already out yeah and there's still some patterns that emerge and gosh i've i've been with narcissists raised by one and then married one, yeah, for years. And you still, you go, oh,
0: okay. Yeah. Yeah. And if you are unhealed, which is just such a great point, if you're not healed, you will find yourself in these type of situations as well because unhealed people are drawn to unhealed people. People that, if you attract non noncommitted people, non-committal types, Something in you is non-committed. Something in you needs healing or work. Uh, so all you people complaining about not finding good people or available people, something in you is not available if you're attracting not available people, I can assure you. So there there needs to be more work done because if you're not healed and whole and healthy, you will attract those type of people and situations as we're talking about. So uh, Jasmine says, yes, standards need to be there. I find uh, guys very last minute and lazy. Yeah, well, that's because they can be, Jasmine. Uh, The guys that are players that aren't serious, if you find them last minute and lazy, it's because your last minute priority. So here's that that's another thing to look out for with a situation (laughs) ship. Can't stand it. Is somebody that doesn't plan, somebody that reaches out to Mm. you last minute for something, somebody that doesn't put the work in, somebody that doesn't want to travel to see you, whether that be across town, I mean I see people here in Dallas that won't cross 635. For those of you that are in Dallas, you know, you know, maybe they live in 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 downtown and they don't want to come out to Plano or Frisco to see somebody. For goodness sakes, if you're that lazy, and this is, I've heard people say this. Get a cat. Well, I, just, I just want to be, <laughs> get a cat. Yeah. I just want to be able to meet somebody, my person for dinner multiple times a week. So get off your lazy butt and drive. <laughs> like, how far? You can't go meet them 30 True. minutes away for dinner. Yeah. You know, so, so lazy people. If you need somebody that convenient, go fall in love with your next-door neighbor, you know? Um, but, yeah, if they're lazy, that's, that's not going to work either. That would be a situationship. Um, and Darren says, if you like someone, um, you take them for tacos. <laughs> <laughs> torchies. That's always a good point. Oh, my gosh, torchies! Forget it. Do they have those anywhere else besides Texas? Uh, I don't think so. Because I, I tried their queso, and uh, I I just introduced a friend of mine to that, and they said, you're a crack dealer, because that is addicting. Their queso is unbelievable. Yeah. Um, okay, so, uh, so Colleen says, great teaching today. Thank you, Colleen. You know what? We could go on and on and on about all of this stuff. I, what was my next point, as a matter of fact? Okay, not talking about the future. So we talked about planning a little bit, but... It, this is a way that you would know that you're in a situationship, is if you don't have talk about any future plans together, right? I mean, if somebody's not talking about whether it's the weekend and what you're going to do over the weekend together, if they're not even planning the weekend, they're not thinking about you. They're not ready, right? They're not ready. You're not on their mind. Uh That's a problem, Mm -hmm. but there should be talk about the future, also. And I think Laura, people fall into this in relationships way too much, in that they're afraid sometimes to broach those subjects right up front. On a first date, I would want to know from somebody, like, what is it that you're looking for ultimately? Do you want to get married again? You know, do you want to be in a committed relationship? How ready are you? Where is, where, you know, what healing have you done? Don't be afraid to ask those questions, people, because if you wait until six months in or three months in, you could be 100% wasting your time. You know, somebody, if you want marriage and you talk to somebody and then you waited six months or a year to ask somebody if they wanted to get married and they say, no, I never want to be married again, again. you just wasted time. And it could have been, it could have been completely eliminated if you just would have taken three seconds to ask one question. Exactly. Exactly.
1: Or if you have small kids and you're getting serious with someone you need to talk to them or any children. How do you feel of, about kids? Or if you're, you know, if
0: you want to have children, exactly. You know, some of you ladies that want to have kids and you're dating men that already have them. Sometimes, number one, they don't want any more. Number two, some of them are fixed. Some of these dudes are fixed already and they can't have children. Ask the question if they want more kids. Right. Right. So this, these are all all important. Uh, important things. Um, okay, so so future plans. Uh, guys, if you like a girl, you need to be making future plans with her, even that, if that's the weekend, if that is a month from now, if you're already in a serious or somewhat committed relationship. That would mean a girl is going to want to be taking maybe a vacation together, and you should. I think vacation, a weekend together should happen sooner than later because all you people spending three hours, four hours, maybe five hours together on a weekend, that's not enough time to get to know somebody. Mm -hmm. Go away with them. See who they are on a weekend together. You know, see if you can travel together, right? Right, Uh, you you learn a lot
1: over a weekend with someone. You
0: certainly can, Uh yeah. I remember, you know, the a guy that I was with for a really long time, it was literally like within the first couple weeks, mm-hmm. few weeks of dating, uh, we decided he wanted to take me out to California. I said, no, <laughs> no, 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 I am not being stuck in California with a guy <laughs> if I want to get away from him. So uh, so I had suggested we go to Austin for the weekend, which I love because of the live music scene, the, the hills and the trees, it's so beautiful out there we were we drove down there too and had never a dull moment on the drive never a a a point where we didn't have conversation laughter fun we both talked about it afterwards actually on our way home we knew it was going to be a deal breaker one way or the other and and he felt the same way i did you you're either going to fall into it it's going to work or it's not and Um, You'll know immediately if that is, you know, if that's going to work. Spend some time with each other where you aren't on a schedule or there isn't some production going on. It's not a show or a TV show or a dinner. Spend some time alone with somebody and see if you have any commonalities, right? Uh, I know this isn't a situationship, but I'm just, you know, one thing leads to another with me, Yes, Oh, I know. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Right. Um, You know, I think I said earlier, we talked about, listen, if somebody says they're not serious... Uh, they're not serious. If they say they don't want to be in a relationship or they're not ready for a commitment, they're not ready. You will find yourself in a situationship down the road if you don't listen to what somebody's saying. Women especially, you think you can change a man, you know, that whole, oh my love, and I'm so special, and I'm so great, and you know, all men want to be in a relationship with me, and blah, blah, blah. Quit it, Quit all that talk. That's not... It. If he says he doesn't want a relationship, he doesn't want a relationship. If he says he's not ready, he's not ready. Your don't love, try to fix
1: him, right? Don't right. stop finding these guys that need to be fixed. Yeah. 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 Your that love and greatness
0: isn't going to make them change their change, mind. Right. Yeah. Yes. Um, so uh, Sarah says, and so true on the future and weekend planning. Absolutely. Uh, and Colleen says, you cannot change a person. Let's just say that one more time. (laughs) You cannot change someone. You can't fix a person. You can't fix
1: a person. You can't change a person. You
0: can't. You can't fix somebody, and you can't change them. Right? Right. And
1: you hear that argument. You know. Yeah. God can change them, not unless they open their
0: heart to something like that and they work on it. It still takes work. Nobody can change unless they want to change, unless the change comes from inside of them. Right. End of story. Yes.
1: Boom there it yeah, is. Yeah, you can even
0: you can even look at like when people have like alcoholism and things like intervention. You know, the intervention comes from the outside sometimes, but that alcoholic's not going to stop drinking. They may go into rehab, they may be forced, but they're not going to stop drinking or smoking or doing whatever. Nobody's going to stop doing whatever they're doing if they don't want to stop doing it, right? Right. It has to be their own motivation and reasons. Nothing you do from the outside is going to fix somebody, change somebody, or make them be ready for something that they're not ready for.
1: That's that whole platform of Al-Anon, which can benefit not just people that know alcoholics. It's it's letting go of things that you can't control. And there's a huge amount of peace in that.
0: Right. You know, speaking of, and I know I recommend this book to a lot of people talking about letting go of things you can't control. You know, uh, codependent no more. You'd be surprised how many of you are running. I mean, how many of you are codependent to a to a point where it's dysfunctional? Uh, so there's probably not many people that shouldn't read the book or shouldn't read parts of it to see where you fall on the spectrum because everybody kind of falls in the spectrum somewhere. I mean, I could almost recommend that book to 90% of my clients. I agree know? with that. And
1: if you've been in any kind of abusive relationship, you're codependent. Right. Yeah.
0: Right. Yes. Uh, so not meeting the friends or family. You know, sure sign that somebody's not serious yeah, especially about like you. six months
1: later, if you yeah. haven't met mom or dad or sister or brother, or even the family dog, gotta have a
0: talk. Or if somebody doesn't want to meet your family. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, if you offer it up and then somebody doesn't want to meet them, you're probably in a situation. I mean, people are telling you what their level of comfortability is as far as moving forward. So, And yes, that hurts, right? Doesn't it, Jen? That hurts. But it's better to get out
1: now. Right. If if you're looking for more than a situation ship. Right. I heard a psychologist say the other day on TikTok, Dr. Carter and I got on TikTok, which is hilarious. But um, she said, you know, if you define it in the beginning, like you're going to sleep with that person, you say, this is going to be friends with benefits. It's defined that way. Great. But then she said also, but if one of you wants more, then you need to say that too.
0: Yeah. It prevents a lot of pain in the end. Communication. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, the other part, Of the friends with benefits that we didn't talk about is the fact that you know physiologically there is a connection that happens whether we want to say it's just sex or not there is an intimate connection that happens between two people that are intimate together and you can't unless you're a cold-hearted nobody you can't separate the fact that you're going to have feelings over time Mm -hmm. for your friends with benefits situation so You have to be really careful in that because it will prevent you from finding a future relationship if you are emotionally or intimately invested Mm -hmm. in a relationship that may or may not go anywhere. You know, because you don't know the reason for the friends with benefits, right? It could be that somebody's completely unavailable, somebody doesn't want to get married. Uh, God, there's a million, I hear them every day. There's just so many. Sometimes it's people that are without a job right now and they just want company
1: because they have all these hours to spend.
0: Right. Uncom- incompatible. Yeah. You know, um, you need to be thinking about that stuff. But, uh, but I think these, uh, I think any relationship where you find yourself feeling like it's convenient for somebody, they call you when it's convenient for them. They go out with you when it's convenient for them. You're at their mercy. It's never about your schedule. It's always about their schedule. That's a problem. You know, if somebody else is not considering you, you're n- not in a healthy relationship. It's a situation. Well, you're not a priority.
1: You're yeah. just not a
0: priority. Right. And that's really what it comes down mm-hmm. to. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I have lack of date night. You know, if you don't have a date night, if it's just about hooking up Netflix, sex, and there's not time together, Right. Uh, You're not doing. Nobody's planning for anything, you know. Together, they may never plan for anything together. Yeah, it's just not progressing. Right. right? It's it's a friendship. You're hanging out with friends, Mm -hmm. right? And I hear that again from a lot of the younger generation. Is they they do a lot of these friend dates Mm -hmm. where they have their friends around all the time. If somebody doesn't have time to or the inclination to ask you out personally on a date, they're probably not available for that. You know, um, I know this guy literally always brings, goes on these group dates, always has his friends around, um, with girls that he takes out. Like, it's like, he can't sit alone on his own in it with his, you know, it by himself and feel like probably he a self-esteem
1: own. issue. Do you think?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, so anxiety, uh, anxiety would be a, a sure sign that, Something's not right. <laughs> it may not be a situation, it could be anything. But any anxiety that you feel in a relationship, it is it is either a sign that your partner, your the partner is an issue or you're the issue because the anxiety could be coming from you. You know, just like I spoke about in, with one of my clients, she was feeling a massive amount of anxiety because the relationship in her opinion wasn't going as as it should, and the amount of time that it was, you know, had progressed, but she was the one that was saying, "Well, we should be here, and we should be doing this, and he should have," th- and that's that's your stuff. It's not his stuff mm-hmm. or her stuff. That's your stuff when you're putting an expectation on the relationship that isn't being met, that is causing you anxiety. That's your thing. It's not their thing, right? So, uh, so. Uh, Colleen says great book. It is a great book. Uh, some women want to, uh, change every dude on the planet. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, they That's might. Awesome. That's not good. Good luck. Uh, Jeff says there are, uh, self-esteem and avoidant attachment styles, uh, and some are not aware of and involved in how they relate. Yeah, you know, that book, Attached, is good. I, I also recommend that one a lot mm-hmm. to people. I'm not into labels, and I don't like diagnosing people with things um, unless it's necessary. But it, you do need to know your attachment style because a lot of people don't realize that they are anxious attached. It's usually the anxious attached, by the way. Yes. <laughs> the yes. anxiety people that don't know their attachment style and and where attachment causes a problem, mm-hmm. right? Because it's got if, if it's not a problem unless it's causing a problem, and typically it's causing a problem because it's cause it's an anxiety issue or avoidant mm-hmm. issue. Uh, so yeah, and that's just a guideline, by the way, with the uh, with the avoidant with I'm mean, sorry with the with the uh, attachment styles. Mm-hmm. Um it is just a, it's just a dabble into psychology a little bit. It's just a piece of the puzzle. It's not the whole thing. So don't make it bigger than it is, right? Um, and Martha says, please explain that style. Martha, I'm going to defer you to the book uh, because we've done a whole podcast on attachment and there's so much to be said. And I don't want to, I don't want to, there's too much to define with, um, avoidant or anxious, avoidant, and too many possibilities for um, for different versions of the styles. So uh, I would recommend the book attached, and I can certainly put a post up with uh, the book after the show. Um, but it's a red and it's a red and white book. I can tell you that. But it's a it's a really good book, and everybody should really really read it. Um, where are we on time? Um, Okay, um, so I am going to uh, I'm going to get into an obvious one. Uh, a situation would be if somebody's seeing other people, because at some point, if somebody you're dating or you're in a, you're in some type of relationship with, is still seeing other people, you are in a very complicated dynamic, because you have one of two choices. If you want to see them exclusively, you've either got to speak up and talk about it, or you've got to get out. But if somebody else wants to see other people after they're already dating you, now granted, I have mixed feelings about this, because I don't think that people should always put all their eggs in one basket at the beginning, you know, and and unless... It's something where there is some substance because sometimes you meet somebody and there is a great connection there and it doesn't matter whether it was a one date or two dates. If there is potential and you feel a connection with somebody, you should definitely probably put other people on the back burner and see where this is going to go. Only if you can do that without expectation as to where it's going. Right. So it, it that's the important part is if you're willing to let everything go and put everything else aside and let things evolve in a natural way with this person, because you feel that there's something energetically chemistry wise that's there that you haven't felt in a while. That's a good thing. And that's a good reason to stop dating other people. Right. Now, if you're just starting to date somebody and you're not sure, you've been on one or two dates, it's really casual, it's really surface, by all means, you should keep dating other people. Because what women do more often than not than, more than men, is they date somebody they like and then they take themselves off the dating sites or they stop dating other men and put all this pressure on this guy Mm -hmm. that they've only been on one or two or three dates with and the guys just trying to, you know, let things evolve naturally, and she, he feels the pressure from her. They
1: do feel it. They do, guys. I know you
0: feel it. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so uh, it it's it is a matter of um, it is a matter of please make sure that you're, you're putting the energy into the relationship that you expect to get out of it. So if you're if you feel that there is something there, then let let everything else go, but but don't put too much pressure on what's happening because things still need to evolve naturally, but you don't need to be distracted with all kinds of other things and people because that never works. It's never conducive You know, the strongest is not going to win in the end. No, your indecisiveness and fickleness and um, inability to commit is going to cause you to lose somebody amazing if you don't put all your energy in. So if you meet somebody amazing, there's a connection there, you work toward that. And ladies, don't put all your eggs in one basket if the guy is wishy-washy or he's inconsistent or he's not available, or he's not making future plans. A lot of people get themselves in situations because they're not following their rules, their standards, their gut, and they're not doing what they sh- they they know they should be doing. Laura, I know? agree with that. I agree with that. Yeah. So so uh, so people. Um, I I just want to say. In this, I guess in a kind of a wrap up, because there's a million different options, I don't know if I've missed any, uh, any situations that you know people could be in um, besides the ones I've mentioned, but uh, I think the end of the day is, if you feel any apprehension, you feel anxiety, uh, you feel inconsistency, uh, you feel um, an uncomfortableness in the relationship, you don't know where you stand, you first have to look at yourself and and ask yourself if it's something in you, if there's something, you know, unresolved with you because it could be your expectations or your standards being unrealistic that could be causing that. But you need to pay attention, look, listen, ask questions and don't be afraid. I mean if you if you think it's a situation or you're insecure feeling yourself insecure or anxious about where your relationship's going, you need to confront it head on. What is this? It's okay. You know, I I don't need to be in a, you could say, you know, I'm not looking to have a committed relationship. I just like to, I'd love to know where I stand. You know, how do you feel? Are you dating other people? I just want to know what the standard is here. It's okay to do that. Mm -hmm. The best relationships happen when you don't have to do that. When two people know that it's great and two people know that they found something that is special and you don't have to have those conversations because you trust and kind of know that the other person is the same. Mm-hmm. They do happen, people. I'm, I'm telling you they happen. But until you're healed, whole, and healthy, you're not going to attract those people or keep those people because even if you attract them and they see you're wishy-washy, they're out.
1: Or desperate, or desperate. We got to add
0: that too. Right. Desperate, yeah. That clinging. Oh, I, I've got to get him to marry me. I've got to get her. Yeah, to move in.
1: Whatever it is.
0: Yeah, you can't have an agenda, uh, ladies or gentlemen, but especially ladies. And guys, I'll, I'll say this uh, from a woman's standpoint: it's great. I mean, we love for you to pursue, but don't pursue too hard either. You know, I mean, that's that is also something that you know, can can put somebody off is somebody coming in too strong. Uh, not love bombing, Laura. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I know, I keep having these tie-ins with abuse. Yeah, when...
0: yeah. I mean, because somebody that does come on too strong with the love bombing, that's, nar- that's often a narcissistic relationship. And you
1: mentioned the future and it's come to my mind a few times, so I think I need to say it. Someone needs to hear it. When we're saying that if there's no future talk, mm-hmm. Well, sometimes there is future talk, but Jen and I were talking about this the other day. It can be future faking. Like maybe you've only been dating a month and they start picturing your life together, your retirement together, whatever it is. Now, that's a red flag. You know, you've only known each other a few weeks. Narcissists do that often because they want to hook you. It's part of the love bombing, wouldn't you say?
0: Yes. You know, it's funny. And I was just talking to a client about this yesterday. She's been dating the guy a couple months. They went on a trip together, but that's what he did. He started talking about um, her side of the bed and, you know, their bedroom and things like that. And she said, it seems a little soon to be Mm -hmm. calling it ours and we, you know, and um, so would you fit that in that category? I would.
1: Absolutely. I would. Yeah. Planning for. Yeah.
0: That's just a little too soon. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, so anyway, uh, so I guess, uh, like I said, in a nutshell, anxiety um, and not knowing where you stand in a relationship. Don't be afraid to have the conversation. You will find you will find so many things can be eliminated by just asking. And even if it's hard for you in the beginning, because some of you aren't good with the conversation, you've never had them before, you've never done it before. Start doing it because you'll get more and more and more comfortable with it. At least you're in a position where you know where you stand because the answer to much of your anxiety in relationships is just a question away if you're willing to ask it. You know, could you lose the person because you found out the truth or they told you, you know, what that they don't want something or they're not ready? Correct, but at least you get to make an informed decision.
1: And if that person is wishy-washy, there's your answer as well.
0: Right. Right. Yeah. Exactly. And Jim says, trust your radar, trust your intuition. Mm. Yeah. Uh, You know, there is a quote that says, you need to know the difference between, you know, your wounds and your intuition guiding you. Because both guide you, and you do have to know the difference between what's speaking to you—your fear, your wounds, or your intuition—and mm-hmm. that just takes a level of uh, self-awareness that you can only get from healing and uh, and educating yourself. Okay, so real quick, I want to uh, I want to uh, go over our winners from last week. Uh, I had uh, Dr. Kingston in. She's beautiful. She's uh, my dermatologist. She's many of y'all's dermatologists, actually, <laughs> as I've learned, um, and uh, and uh, she is. She's actually doing sculpture on me today. This afternoon, I'm going over there. Oh, cool! Um, I uh, that's one of my favorite things. Today. Have you ever done it? Mm-hmm. It's one of my favorite things to do. I know we had talked about. Um, we had talked about a bunch of stuff last week, but, and we talked about Sculpture last week, but it's, it replaces your collagen in your face naturally. It's awesome. Um, you can find out more. I'm not gonna talk about it, but that uh, we're actually doing that today. Just because looking over full and, and discuss, you know, these people that, I mean, oh my the God, cheeks. with their yeah. face is like, unrec- mm-hmm. I know people that are unrecognizable because they've had so much, it's not a facelift. They've had so much mm-hmm. filler put in their face that they are unrecognizable, and nobody, guys don't like that, ladies. Guys don't like that. They want you to be as natural as possible. They may not want you to have the bags under your eyes like I have but <laughs> right now, but that could be handled by some sleep. Um, anyway, um, so so winners, Jamie Frost. Jamie, uh, you won the custom shirt from Lombardo's last week, So uh, so please message me your number so I can put uh, the the team over at Lombardo's uh, in touch with you, uh, and uh, if you guys head out there, ladies, don't be afraid to go with your guy. I went with mine out there to pick out his stuff. It was such a fun experience uh, to be able to pick patterns and and. Um, and colors and customizations for suits and shirts and all that kind of stuff. And, um, and then, uh, Cindy Overby, she, Cindy won, uh, Jamie's like, woohoo, Cindy Overby won the, uh, full facial stuff. Oh, fun. Um, yeah. Uh, so it's, um, it is, oh God, I'm having a brain freeze here. It is, um, Juveau. Yeah. Yeah. I can't spell it. Every time I have to spell it, I have to look it up. But Juveau is like the modern day Botox. So she won a full face makeover with Juveau, which is awesome. Oh my goodness. So we have fun with that, Cindy. I, there's a lot of jealous girls out there, I'm sure, um, from that. But uh, So she's going to go see Dr. Kingston. So we'll, we'll see her before and after on that as well. But uh, but I hope you guys had fun. I know that was a girly girl. One of the guys said it's a girly girl thing. But guess what? I had a really good time. <laughs> yeah. I had so much fun because we we do love that stuff. Um, and, uh, and you know what, thank you guys for joining us again. Uh, these podcasts take a lot of work. Um, there are a lot of work on our part. Laura has one, I have one. Uh, and there's a lot of work that in time that goes into these. And so I appreciate you guys showing up. Um, because it it does take a lot for us to show up sometimes because we're all really, really busy. And adding something like this into my schedule is super hard sometimes. So I appreciate all of you that are here and listening and participating. Because it and and the people that message me and tell me how much they've learned from this, from the coaching, from this, and how it's changing your life, that matters because it keeps me going. <laughs> it keeps me motivated to keep doing it because it's hard. It's just hard to fit it in my schedule. So, um, so thank you all for being here and supporting the podcast and uh, and uh, and our sponsor, you know, Dean Kingston. Uh, she, she's one of the reasons you guys are able to, to be here and do this. So, uh, if you, if you need something done, uh, I think we have a, yeah, there's 20% off of, uh, oh my gosh. So photo facials, uh, Fraxel, I want to do that too. Um, body FX. I had that done. Uh, the body effects on my stomach. I need to go get it done again. Um, uh, and I know somebody else is going to do that too. Laser hair removal. I had a good friend do that and she loves it what the, the The laser
1: hair removal. Oh, really? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, that I, I, I'm not a hairy person, but, um, but that's, uh, that, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It's a fun thing to do. Well, it, I'm not either, but she loves it. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Right. Anything that takes time for us in the shower, besides all our routines (laughs) with our hair and our body, (laughs) anything that would save us time. Um, Okay. Well, thank you all for being here. We appreciate you, Laura. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Anytime. Uh, Laura Taranza is her name and um, tell people where they can find you. Surviving
1: Narcissism on YouTube, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook,
0: I can't wait to see you on TikTok. I gotta see that.
1: It's great. We have a good time putting those up. But you wouldn't believe, it's just, we've had a couple of videos go viral. Mm -hmm. Really?
0: Mm -hmm. Cool. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Well, I would imagine with narcissism.
1: Yep. Covert narcissist. That one went viral and then one on the sociopath.
0: Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. Wow. Okay. Well, I can't wait to see it. So, uh, okay, y'all. Thank you for being here. And we will see you next Friday for the Lovability Show.